Uh, listener, I'll put the link to the video in the description below so you can you can <laughs> sit along while we watch a super cut of every time Pearl covers her mouth, basically. Okay, okay. I am I am watching the stream. Okay. It's th- three, hundred, 3 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh-huh. It's just a it's a super cut. Every time that happens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, she, she, you know what, Steven? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you are correct. <laughs> the scene's still good. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> this one's pretty rough. God. (laughs) (laughs) I think you might remember this one, so. Yeah. I love started that conversation oh okay god Tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomwearPod, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at GaySpacePod. With me, as always, is my AI-generated co-host, August. Hello. I am August. I had a panic attack just now. I was like, oh my god, am I recording? I've Bitch, I've been recording. I don't know what the fuck. 
Uh, anyway, hello. Yes, I'm August. You can find me on the Twitters at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them, and I am, in fact, recording. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> great, great. Wonderful. Um, uh, let's see. Um, cartoon news. Uh, let me pull up that one app, one, the only website I use for cartoon news. Um, oh, big cartoon news for kind of like me. I don't know about you necessarily, but like, uh, Bee and Puppycat is coming to Netflix. Seemingly getting reanimated. Nice, nice. I wonder if they're going to just rejigger this first season. Or if they're just going to do the new season with a new... Because it, because from what I gather from the trailer, it's the first season of Bee and Puppy Cat. But I wonder mm-hmm. if maybe they're going to cut that down and they're just revealing stuff that people have already seen. And there might be a twist because otherwise, what's the fucking point? I feel like of completely reanimating your first season. Because like the first season of Bee and Puppy Cat looks good. It's available on YouTube. I can go watch it right now and it looks good. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand what the reasoning would be for like completely reanimating the first season. So I do wonder if it's like um, they're just showing stuff people have already seen and maybe there's like a we'll get to what happened at the end of the first season, maybe midway part through. I don't know. We shall see. Yeah, but yeah, I'm very excited. Could be- they they could be doing a thing where like they're they're apparently starting it the same way that uh the first season started but then there's like a time loop scenario that could be fun it could be that though i don't necessarily feel like they set that up in season 1 mm. have you watched have you watched the full first season of being puppy cat no no oh, okay. i some some shit goes down at the end of that first season there's like a there was a cliffhanger mystery, and uh, I think that was like five years ago. <laughs> ah, gotta love that. Love channel f- the the fucking nightmare that was Channel Frederator. I mean, not yeah. nightmare. They produced a lot of cool content. It's just like fucking finding a home for that content. Uh, real bad. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh da, 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 da. Uh, I don't know. I don't see any other news that seems Yeah, I I got nothing. Yeah. Uh what cartoons have you been watching, August? <laughs> Um, shit. I think I watched something, but I don't remember what it was. Um, I mean, beyond the, the current Minecraft YouTube brain rot, uh, we're, we're just not going to acknowledge that this week. We're going to set that aside. I feel like I watched a video essay, but I don't. I genuinely can't remember, so it must not have made a huge impact on my life. <laughs> um, what what have you been watching, Brian? <clears throat> Billiam, uh, who is a YouTube channel that I follow, uh, he uh, 
<coughs> he put out uh, the second video in his series on Lost, a show I never watched. Uh, it was six hours long. <laughs> And I watched it all about a show I did not watch. I've never, I've watched like four episodes of Lost, maybe. Could I, not care less about that show, but I do love media analysis, apparently. I mean, I, I really can't blame you because, like, I I watched uh, H-Bomber Guy's uh, series on, like, the Dark Souls series. Never played the games, never have any particular interest in playing Soulsborns. Uh, I tried playing Bloodborne for like 30 minutes, got my ass handed to me so thoroughly. It's like, okay, I, I cannot. And, uh, I, I do not get good. I just stay bad, but I still watch the hell out of those videos. So, um, I do, I play Sekiro was pretty, I got pretty good at Sekiro. But also mm-hmm. has like a lot. It has much better stealth mechanics than the other Soulsborne games do. So, I mean, by nature of what it is, um, yeah. I've heard Elden Ring is pretty accessible, but I'm not willing to make that kind of commitment. Yeah, if, when it goes on sale, b- boy howdy, am I buying Elden Ring? Um, a st- but also it like I I was waiting initially to buy it because. Uh, it was so fucking buggy on PC. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> the fun fact about Elden Ring is it was so buggy on PC that it ran better on the Steam Deck than it did on native hardware because the, um, the Proton, uh, layer that like lets windows games communicate with linux uh smooth like smoothed out so many processes that it like made elden ring run better Mm -hmm. (laughs) i remember hearing about that yeah a very very fun time um uh let's see i watched that um i watched something else i recreate like i don't know i've been in a big big youtube hole recently um watching different different series and such like been i mean this is not new but a thing that i've definitely been big on recently is the um i really like matt mcmuscle's general channel but in particular his uh sorry i got the hiccups his uh what happened series Mm-hmm. That is about uh, g- games, uh, movies, and uh, a singular wrestling promotion that had troubled histories and are generally failures. Hmm. Uh, he did an episode on WCW. It was very funny. Um, oh! <laughs> a thing that definitely happened. Uh, a cartoon that I watched. Hilarious, uh, farcical... Uh, thing that I, I witnessed uh, in the last two weeks is I went to wrestle queerdom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a very complicated situation I'm just not going to get into, but uh, the show itself was pretty good. 
I'm hoping I might see if the pay-per-view is still available so I can watch it and then record it because I don't have hopes that Sally will put it on YouTube like she said she would. And I feel like the show needs to be archived in some way, shape or form. Um, so that's cool. Um, uh, met a number of fun people there. Uh, some of which you all might hear on the show in a little bit. <laughs> um, all right. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, I haven't watched, I keep meaning to watch Harley Quinn, but I keep forgetting that it's there. Hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, that's about it. Uh, I guess we need to get into this shit. <laughs> this fucking oh, shit. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh fucking boy. Two years, audience. I have somehow kept August away from this. I deserve an award. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, obviously as a queer on the internet, I, I had absorbed through osmosis the whole pink diamond rose quartz thing. I did not. Somehow I dodged all spoilers about everything else around that situation. And that is, I feel like that is more impactful than the actual revelation. Yeah. Because they telegraphed the, they telegraphed that shit from like way far away. Oh boy. But it's not the, it's not the why, it's the how, baby. (laughs) Or it's not the how, it's the why. Um, Anyways, this week we are (laughs) covering episodes 145, 146, and 147. Can't go back a single pale rose, and now we're only falling apart. First up, episode 145, Can't Go Back, came out on May the 7th, 2018, written by uh, Mickey Brewster and Jeff Liu. Official synopsis. Ronaldo spots something mysterious on the moon and Steven goes to investigate. This this may be the first one of these with containing a comma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This may be the first comma and that has ever happened in the official synopsis. Because normally they would just be Ronaldo spots something mysterious on the moon. Mm hmm. Which, frankly, would have been very funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we fucking go. Steven is in the bathroom wishing Peridot a good night as she... This official synopsis says blissfully lies in the bathtub with Pumpkin. That is a thousand percent not what's happening to Peridot in that that little cutaway gag. Uh, (laughs) That's not blissful sleep. Um... He heads up to bed, but before he can fully get to rest, Ronaldo suddenly comes knocking at the door. He's like, Steven, I found something in space. Steven's like, yeah, you found something every goddamn fucking night since my dad bought you that telescope. He's like, yeah, but there's something on the moon. And Steven's like, can you not call Nanafo about this? And Ronaldo's like, not again. 
<laughs> Not for a fourth time. Uh, so Stephen reluctantly uh, goes to uh, check out the telescope. And he's like, I found something on the moon, Stephen. Stephen looks he's like, yeah, that's our moon base. And Ronaldo's like, holy shit, you have a moon base? All right, first off, uh, can you take me to the moon base? What do you use the moon base for? And why does it look like a barn? And Steven's like, it doesn't look like a barn. Wait a fucking second. Checking back. There it is. The goddamn barn. It's on the motherfucking moon. Um, Steven uses Lion to transport himself up to the Diamond's moon base. Um, from there, he bubbles out onto the surface of the moon, only to discover that the barn, while fully intact, is completely empty with no lapis to be found. Steven then goes back to the base, um where he hears, uh, we hear Lapis's voice far off, and he goes upstairs to find Lapis, like, looking at some kind of orb thing, which I do believe that we saw the last time we walked all the way through the moon base, like, with the rubies. I think we actually walked past this thing. Um, yeah, I feel like we did. I know we've seen it before. It was just kind of like, obviously it wasn't activated, but uh seems like oh my god lapis i'm so glad you're here why didn't you i thought you had left um lapis is like listen don't judge me but like i got out to the edge of space and i just got really really lonely but also i was so embarrassed and i left on such bad terms that i didn't feel like i could return to earth um and then we start into her song which um uh is uh da, 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 what is the name of the song okay. um i think it's called distant shore or on that distant shore it doesn't fucking name the song i'm so fucking mad now this is the only Okay, That Distant Shore is the name of the song. I don't know why that's not in the official synopsis. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) uh, Basically, the song details how Lapis um, is dealing with the fear and anxieties that are brought about by the traumas that she has faced in the past. Um, After the song, Steven and Lapis are chilling out. um, And Steven is like, um, why don't you come back to Earth? And Lapis is like... I can't things cannot like I, I don't know how to get things back to the way they were and Steven's like they don't they well you can't but you can always just move forward like that's not it's not about going back to the way things were before it's just about coming back it's about you know re- fixing relationships and things like that um Steven dozes off while doing this and we get a shadow play of uh, blue and yellow talking to pink, seemingly pink diamond wanting to talking about how she wants to get rid of her colony, that it's too hard to deal with, that the uh, murderous rose quartz is a much bigger threat than blue and yellow realize blue admonishes her, tells her that she basically needs to like buck up um, and get down there and solve this fucking problem. Uh, Walking into the scene is the shadow of what appears to be Pearl holding Rose's sword. Uh, We get a scary head-on look at Pearl with Steven waking up. Lapis asks what's wrong. Uh, Steven explains that he's having diamond dreams, which immediately triggers Lapis to go into a panic attack. Uh, She's like, I don't know why I thought I could ever come back. Uh, I can't can't deal with this. Uh, Steven begs her to stay. Uh, Lapis just cannot though as she flies off into space steven hurt 
uh, feeling sad and alone and realizing that Pearl is the one who has shattered Pink Diamond all along, turns to Lion and goes, Lion, uh, take me to Pearl. And uh, Star Wipe the End. Oh, boy. Um, a girl, she's back. Uh, telescopes of. are a mistake. They were a mistake. Yes. Yes. Uh, at least giving the conspiracy theorist a telescope was the mistake. It's true. No one should have given Ronaldo anything. Not a single goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> Though also, who else are they going to get to watch the fucking watch space like 24-7? I feel like no one else would actually want that job. Yeah. And it was 2018. And- we didn't have robots to do it yet. Shit. <laughs> I, I feel like that's incorrect. I feel like, well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm remembering SETI at home mm-hmm. and, like, the way that uh, it aggregated computing power to look through uh, look through data uh, at a faster pace than it could be analyzed by a single machine. And, you know, maybe they could do something like that. But, yeah, it's probably cheaper and... and uh, less uh, labor intensive to just give Ronaldo a telescope and be be like, here, have fun. <laughs> August has reverse engineered their way into capitalism. It is, in fact, cheaper and easier to just make a person do it sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whether that has good results or not, to to be seen. Much like putting Ronaldo in charge of a job. Yeah. What I'm saying is uh, that Ronaldo is a metaphor for capitalism inside of Steven mm-hmm. Universe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it's weird that there's no. I mean, I guess maybe it makes sense. Like. So is the warp pad to the moon destroyed? I don't remember. Because in the next episode, we see Pearl and Pink Diamond warp down to Earth from the moon base. But the gems have never been able to warp to the moon base. I feel like this is something that we talked about previously, but oh, I genuinely don't remember. I bet it's the big. So at the like the big hub, like the warp pad hub, there was like one big one in the center that's oh. all fucking destroyed. I bet that's the moon base hub. Yeah, that would make sense. Keep us honest, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um. If you have podcast ghost syndrome right now, what you should do is you should join our Discord. The link is in the description. <laughs> and then you can stop having podcast ghost syndrome and you can talk to us and tell us how wrong slash right we are. Yeah. Probably wrong, but Almost you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, I did not have time to do it, um, but the, the, the there's a great need and desire in me. Uh, to in the scene where Steven pops up and Lapis freaks out and like turns off the projection or whatever to like edit in the like the little drum hit from Pornhub like right at that moment 
Wow. See, I, on the other hand, was getting, like, transistor vibes from that whole sequence. Like, I don't know what it was about, like, the combination of the color palette and the way that Lapis was humming and stuff like that that just gave me, like, you know, really heavy transistor vibes. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. Um... I was just my my uh, what I wrote in my notes is it's not what it looks like, Dad. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes we share a brain cell, and sometimes we really, really don't. <laughs> um. Also, Stephen being like, I won't judge you. I sleep with a teddy bear. I'm like Stephen, you and almost every millennial that I know. <laughs> uh, I don't sleep with a teddy bear. How many plushies do you uh, own, August? I'm just saying I don't sleep with a teddy bear. <laughs> I sleep with two sharks and an axolotl. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Which is incredibly on brand for me. Uh, all right. I guess most millennials I know sleep with some form of stuffed animal. Yeah. Um, I had way more until Anya moved in. <laughs> <laughs> you had to make room for Anya. Yeah. Um. I, I loved the, I wouldn't call it spying because that would make me feel bad because Lapis uh, out here with complete disregard for like social mores and privacy. I, I fucking, I love her. So I love her depressed ass so fucking much. She is just like the best B tier character in any show. I feel like she's just always fucking funny. She does not give a fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, love this ball of anxiety and PTSD. Right? She's just so, such a, like, there's, like, such good, complex writing surrounding her, and she's also funny as shit all the time forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I just keep writing God I Love Lapis multiple times throughout <laughs> my notes. Um, <laughs> the, the, the video she's watching, that's gotta be... It's got to be a recording because it's like the middle of the night, right? Excuse me. No worries. Um, yeah, it or, you know, some sort of uh, latency. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it has to be it has to be a recording or or something from the past because uh, everybody wouldn't be having fun on the beach if Steven were just randomly missing. Right. Because it seems like no one noticed that he was gone in the time that he was yeah. gone. Yeah. So. Uh, it all takes place over one night, it seems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all this, all the, these next, like, this, this, the next episode, the next episode, and honestly, the episode after that all kind of flow into one another. Mm-hmm. Um, the... I, uh, the song, really good. Really like this song. Yes. Yes. Uh, filling my Lapidot shipping heart, uh, with joy. This song. Yeah. <laughs> She's got it bad. She's got it bad for that she, little green gremlin. She, she really does. And like, if sad country music existed on, on Homeworld, uh, she would probably be blasting sad country music of her own. I don't, I, I feel like Lapis is more of like, like, uh, 90s, like, alternative sad music, right? 
Like, yeah, I can see Lapis that. is is bumping that Ani DeFranco shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good point. Good point. But they really like. Like I don't, I, I it does confuse me why the show never made like Lapis and Peridot a th- like an official thing, or maybe they're just like these two have a these two have a different re- sort of relationship than what we're going. Like maybe they're just wanting to try and show like a different sort of relationship because it's pretty obvious like between the way Peridot acts when Lapis leaves, the way Lapis works acts now. And, like, tertiary material, like, the video games in that comic I was talking about last time. Um, mm-hmm. That these two are definitely into each other. But maybe they just, like, I don't know. Maybe the show's just trying to show, like, uh, relationships can look at a whole bunch of different ways. So, which is which is fine. Also fine. It just, it always confused me why, because, like, it's there. I just don't know why they're not going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, I don't know, like. I, I vaguely remember reading some meta about that and about the way that, like, um, you know, Peridot is deeply autistic-coded mm-hmm. and autistic-coded characters rarely get to be put in relationships because the, uh, uh, the infantilization of autistic characters in general. So, I mean, it could have been... You know, it could have been a case of not every relationship looks the same. It could have been a case of it's not a relationship because Peridot's autistic. Um, Or, you know, it could have been, uh, you know, an unintentional thing. You know, just the, uh, you know, implicit biases of, you know, the people who made the show not necessarily consciously making the decision, but going along with you know, the, the cultural tropes that, uh, they've ingested that kind of thing. So maybe they were like, we can only really get a-. at this point. They're like, maybe they'll cancel us outright. If we put yet another queer relationship in this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's also true. Yeah. Cause they barely got to the end of this season. So yeah. Um, but these two are down bad for each other. That's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I love Lapis being like the moon sucks. <laughs> Lapis, the moon sucks shit. Number one moon hater, Lapis Lazuli. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so funny. The moon's I not did so bad. That. Fuck you, Steven. This moon sucks. <laughs> uh, uh, I continue to love the way that uh the Crooniverse uh explores the themes of anxiety and PTSD through Lapis continuing to have massive mental breakdowns. Mm-hmm. It, I also like the conversation with Steven. Like, they give... They very clearly... Because, again, this is a, it's, a, uh, it's a show at this point that is for a young... Like, an older, younger audience. But still, like, kind of, like, aimed... I feel like at this point, Steven Universe is firmly aimed at, like, the teens to tweens area. Right? Like, 12 mm-hmm. to 14. Yeah. Um, yeah, Steven's age, basically. Yeah, yeah. And they do such a good job of laying out plainly without it being preachy or, like dictatorial or dry like what it feels like and why people will like why a person would in fact self-sabotage 
after experiencing a significant amount of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also doing a great job with Steven's response of like giving the tools to build a path forward from also doing that. Cause you're gonna, you know, hurt people, hurt people pretty often. And sometimes that in that takes the form of like self-sabotaging self-destruction of isolation and withdrawal and it really feels like there's no path forward back to the like back you know to anything resembling like a functional life like oh i've fucked up too bad i'm here in the hole i live in the hole forever now um and steven giving the advice of like don't worry about making it like it used to be just you just got to come back. Like all you got to do is come back and start moving forward. You can't either stay still or move backwards, but you can always move forward. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very good advice. I feel like it's very succinct. Steven universe, not great at making a political message, real good at feelings. That's what Steven universe does. Good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, the sugar joke that's in there. Very good, too. <laughs> I'll come and ask for a cup of sugar. You'll be like, what's that? <laughs> I'm glad Stephen mm-hmm. understands the dynamic of all of his weird ants. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he's just uh, very good at, at, at predicting uh, most people's behavior in his life at this point mm-hmm. because he's been taking care of them emotionally for the entire fucking series. So, you know. Also, keep in mind very shortly, we you will need to remember um the remember Steven saying you can put the barn on the beach because it will be very funny later. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, Steven said that, and I'm like, what about their farm? <laughs> what about their, their lesbian cottagecore lifestyle? Uh, I mean, it's not like the farm's getting taken care of right now. Yeah. <laughs> or probably what Peridot is doing is just going out there during the day, because I feel mm-hmm. like that was what the resolution was after uh, that kindergarten episode. Um, blue with that foreshadowing, baby. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, also, I know that he was having, he was having a time and he had just woken up, but Steven maybe could have handled that situation a little bit better. Also, Lapis could have as well. They were both at fault here, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean it's it's fairly it it's not a big leap to to understand that what Steven was seeing was probably in the past considering that Pink Diamond existed. Yeah. And he are, he's already had one of these visions. Yeah. Though I guess his concern the first time it happened was that Pink was still alive. Though obviously this sort of confirms that 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 fear is unfounded but i I guess he's also trying to be like oh shit my mom killed that lady and my other mom (laughs) so 
Yeah. All my moms have committed war crimes. Oh no, what should I do? Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know if Garnet's committed a war crime. We haven't ever seen Garnet do one. So far. Yeah. I mean, she was she was around uh, Rose Quartz uh, <laughs> during the, the rebellion, so I feel like she's probably committed a war crime. I feel like it's not a, a huge stretch. <laughs> um... Bet you Lapis has committed war crimes. Oh yeah, just for fun. Um, yeah, she just she's just just like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's a te- like Lapis is terraform, so you know she's probably diced up like a small small village or something like that before. Yeah. She may, for all we know, since she's been back on Earth, she has drowned. Like, like she's a serial drowner, and everybody's like, oh my god, there's a serial killer loose in Beach City, and it's just Lapis who was accidentally drowning a bunch of humans. Accidentally. <laughs> um, Lord. The animation in this episode is also really good. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth. I mean, the the character models are a little, like, rounder and thinner, like, more, I guess, more shaped. Not necessarily thinner, but, like, more shaped than they usually are. Less round, I guess. It's softer, yeah. but less round is the kind of mm-hmm. what's going on with the enemy. It's good, though. It's, like, very good. Um. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always deeply appreciative when the show goes back to that utena well mm-hmm. uh with the the shadow play and stuff uh it looked uh really really good very shoujo anime a plus mm-hmm. and scary scary pearl at the end very good oh yeah absolutely um this is what happens when you jailbreak your iphone she kills people <laughs> this is why apple won't let you repair your own shit it will your yeah. phone will kill a motherfucker it will <laughs> it will depose a fucking head of state causing a massive war leading to a, like a theoretical genocide so yeah that you know you know what steve jobs you were right maybe i can't replace the battery in my own phone <laughs> yep yep Oh, uh, I feel like this brings us to the natural next. Uh, it's come. Next the time step. it's the time has come. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right. Moving on to episode 146. A single pale rose came out on May 7th, 2018, written by Danny Craig and Hillary Florido. This official synopsis is fucking on one. They're fucking on one. They're having one with this motherfucker. Uh Uh-huh. Steven helps Pearl find her phone. (laughs) 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 They know, they know exactly what they've done here. Oh, they know. They fucking know. Oh. Oh, so good. Jesus Christ. Upon returning to Earth, Steven uh, has like a like kind of a flash. We get a quick montage of all of the shit that has led up to this moment with the various talks about who and how uh, Pink Diamond was shattered, um, interrupting Steven's um, 
interrupting Steven's, uh, like, kind of, like, memory, uh, walk down traumatic memory lane are Amethyst and Pearl who come into the scene. Amethyst is admonishing Pearl for never using her phone, even though she's had it for a month. And Pearl's like, I use my phone. I look at it to tell the time. Uh, watches are dead. Uh, <laughs> Steven Universe, watches are dead. They're useless. Um... Amethyst is like, all right, well, let me go at least get you a case for this for my room and leaves the room. Steven, who has been chomping at the motherfucking bit to to uh, ask uh, Pearl about, you know, hey, what's going on, approaches her and she's like, um, and well, no, he is like, hey, you remember that time mom murdered a head of state? Uh, did you like <laughs> do that? uh pearl immediately like clutching her mouth he and steven's like please tell me just let me know what's going on um pearl is fighting extremely hard when amethyst comes back in with the phone case and pearl's like oh cool let me get that phone case uh she puts the phone in the case then puts the phone inside of her gym and um walks off amethyst is like what the fuck was that Time passes. Steven is sadly eating the bits out on the boardwalk when he gets a text from Pearl. Um, she apologizes and sa says that she can't tell him with like a little like monkey emoji covering its mouth. Steven quickly returns home being like, Pearl, I'm ready to talk. And Pearl's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, texted me. She's like, I didn't text you. I haven't had my phone out since I put it away. Uh, she then tries to resummon her phone only to fail. And Steven gets uh, another text with a picture of a, a pink flower and seemingly Pearl knows what this is about. She's like, Steven, I can't talk to you about, uh, about pink diamond, but I can tell you to go get my phone. Uh, Steven's like, well, what? And she's like, you've got to go inside my Pearl, uh, inside my gym. You've got to go and get my phone. Give me your phone. Text me when you find it. Pearl, Steven's like, all right, this is fucking weird, but let's go. Um, he's absorbed into Pearl's head and we meet surface Pearl. I'm just going to kind of call them what kind of Pearl they are. Cause I can't remember the levels of Pearl Pearling that Steven does. Um, surface Pearl is seemingly the Pearl that keeps everything in order. Uh, she tries to organize Steven, but he's like, Hey, Hey, don't organize me. I'm here to pick up your cell phone. And Pearl's like, Oh, surface Pearl is like, Oh, okay. Well, let me get cell phone. Uh, she finally gets to the seas only to find out that the cell phone is gone. She's like, oh, no, it's got to be deeper down with one of the other pearls. And Steven's like, what do you mean one of the other pearls? She's like, uh, he's like, are there other pearls in here? And she's like, oh, there are. But I'm I'm the one that gets to be on the surface because I'm very good at compartmentalizing. Steven's like, I've got to go down there. She's like, it's real messy. Steven's like, I don't care. I've got to go find this phone. She's like, OK. Uh, she, uh, puts him one more layer down where we find ourselves on the beach in the nineties. Uh, and, uh, Steven's like, oh, it's not really, it doesn't look messy here. It just looks like it's the past. Then we hear Pearl crying and we find that it's a leg warmer Pearl. Uh, Steven's like, oh, that kind of messy. He sits down and he's like, hey, leg warmer Pearl, how are things? And leg warmer Pearl, who is sobbing? She's like, Rose can't have a baby. And Steven's like, oh, this is awkward. Um, she goes on about how she will be left alone uh, when uh, when Rose disappears to have Steven. And she's going to lose uh, Rose just like she lost her cell phone. Steven's like, I'm trying to find that cell phone. Do you know where it's at? And she's like, it's probably where I lost everything else. 
uh, and she uh, brings Steven one more layer down to where we're on what will eventually become the Strawberry Battlefield. Um, and we meet uh, uh, Warscarred Pearl, uh, who talks about um, they thought they had won. There was a big blinding light. She uh, is immediately regretting some decision that she had made. Stephen's like, what are you talking about? She shakes her head, taking Stephen one more layer down. Um, here we watch Pink Diamond be shattered by Rose Quartz. And Stephen's like, what are you doing here? This is Pearl's memory. What are you doing here? Uh, looking up, we realize that this rose is, in fact, Pearl. It's Rose Pearl. Um, uh, Stephen is like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, because she reveals, she's like, he's like, you shattered Pink Diamond. But Rose Pearl reveals that in her palm, she's holding Pink Diamond's gem. Uh, Steven's like, I don't understand. Rose Pearl brings him one more layer deep where we find Rose Quartz and Pearl talking behind the throne of Pink Diamond's palakin. Um, in this conversation, um, they Rose uh, Pearl is objecting to some sort of act. Um, and... Uh, Rose Quartz is like, you know, it, it's going to be crazy. It's going to cause a lot of change, but it's really exciting, isn't it? And Pearl agrees that it is very exciting. Um, and uh, she's like, I, do I really have to do this? And Rose is like, well, I can't shatter myself. At which point she she morphs into what her actual form is, which is pink bucking diamond. Um, they go through a bit of setup for this plan with uh, Pink Diamond making some diamond bits that she swallows. Um, and Pearl uh, is like, that is uh, extremely weird. And Rose is finally like, I've got one last order for you as a diamond. I don't want you to tell anyone about this. I don't want to ever look back. Um putting R Pearl's hands over her mouth while uh, she gives this order, um, at which point uh, she exits the palakin, leaving only Pearl and Stephen. Uh, past Pearl gives Stephen the phone back and apologizes for making him come all this way. Um, Stephen finally realizing what the fuck is up uh, texts Pearl that he found it. Uh, she boots him back out into the real world, uh, immediately apologizing to Stephen that she wanted to tell him for so very long. Somberly, he takes in the fact that his mom was Pink Diamond, uh, and he says, he, he, you know, admitting to such, he say, I know that, you know, I know that Rose was Pink Diamond, at which point the camera pulls out to Amethyst and Garnet standing directly behind him going, What? <laughs> star wipe the end <laughs> my first oh, note boy. two fucking years to get to this motherfucker <laughs> note one you know this oh, is a big fucking girl. deal of an episode because they never they never do recaps at the beginning of the episode <laughs> mm -hmm. they're like you must know you've got to fucking remember what the fuck is going on here <sighs> this is so much. This episode was so much. Mm -hmm. I like, <laughs> you know, I 
I I thought from the title this is going to be an episode that was going to instill even more rage in me. Mm-hmm. Uh but I did not expect this. <laughs> it's a lot um, and it's like <laughs> I I think it's also good that we uh combined it like we we watched this episode with uh now we're only falling apart back to back cuz I think they're very important mm-hmm. to one another. Oh, why won't this just why won't Oh, I'm trying to send you an image. Well, piss. Um I took a screenshot of all of the um phone numbers that Pearl has inside of her Pearl. Oh god, so <laughs> many phone numbers. Pearl Use your phone for these. This is what it was made for. The phone is a way for you to get booty. <laughs> My favorite one is this one that makes it very clear what the fuck is going on. Um. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, just Pearl. Um, I also liked the the concept of whether uh, she should file Steven under human paraphernalia or uh, what was it? Personal items. <laughs> um. uh, Surface Pearl is a whole fucking whoo. The inside of Pearl's head is a whole fucking thing all unto itself. It's just repression all the way down. All the way down. Like master levels repression. <laughs> Oh my god. And compartmentalization. And like, Pearl knows. Mm-hmm. She knows what she's doing. She knows it's not healthy. She's just doing it anyway. Um, you just gotta get through the day some days. Sometimes a coping yeah, mechanism uh, is all you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, our girl um, working hard. Oh my god. Uh, um the hold on, let me just get back i gotta get back to my notes otherwise i'm gonna get distracted uh all right cute things that happened um pearl being extremely proud of her text messaging ability when she texts steven yes very adorable absolutely i do love steven being like hey you remember when mom shattered pink diamond like pearl could possibly fucking forget that Pearl. Also, Pearl's gem seems to be capable of creating bespoke emojis. Yeah. Um. I like Amethyst constantly just being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Good reminder that Amethyst is significantly younger than the other gems. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a very like I like I figured you would probably very much like Amethyst trying to show Pearl how to fucking work a cell phone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amethyst, always, uh, always a joy, always a delight. Um, God. This episode. Mm-hmm. Pearl. Pearl. Um, Pearl. <laughs> we had to, like, we're completing all of the Jim's character arcs this season. <laughs> we only got this mm-hmm. season left, and we had to finish off Pearls. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the uh phone numbers are very good uh yes just like the universe being like pearl extremely desirable does not understand what's happening around her yeah <laughs> um could be hooking up with humans every day she wanted if she wanted to does not know that she could yeah she's too powerful it's truly if she knew <laughs> yeah um oh boy the the different the different trauma like i like this tour of different traumatic events through pearl's life mm -hmm. uh leg warmer pearl uh very i mean like like it, it's also the thing of like understanding like i understand where leg warmer pearl is coming from that's a very upsetting um yeah and i'm sure it's also not a choice that rose took on lightly i'm sure she talked she thought about it for a long time i'm not saying she just like was like i'm gonna cease to be let's go you know what i mean yeah um but yeah i yeah. god i this episode these two episodes okay they they did make me dislike rose even more mm -hmm. because it's like I love Pearl so fucking much, but like Rose jail broke her iPhone, made her iPhone fall in love with her, discarded her iPhone, and then decided to cease to exist. And <laughs> her, her iPhone has to deal with all of this. <laughs> hey, Siri, <laughs> install existential crisis. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say that she didn't make her her iPhone fall in love with her. You're right. You're right. Pearl did that on her mm -hmm. own, but it was still. She also loved that iPhone. It's just very complicated. <sighs> Pearl deserves better. She does that. I will not disagree with you on. Quickly, let's uh, check in with our field reporter and number one Rose Quartz hater, Riley Hopkins. Riley, do you have any words? Hello, my name is Riley Hopkins. I'm just calling in to say, fuck Rose Quartz. She sucks. Shit, I hate her. You will always suck. Two middle fingers into the air. Thanks, Riley. Then uh, fucking po post a, a nuke pearl. Uh just immediately regretting her decisions, not real. I do, again, also to give some credit to, to, to Rose, she certainly wouldn't have done that if she knew that that was what was going to happen. Yeah. She's not like, she's a bad person, but she's not a fucking monster. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, cause I, you know, her thinking was that this would ultimately make the diamonds leave both earth and her alone. Like she also just does not want to deal with the diamonds. Mm -hmm. Um, they do not see her for who she is and all of that jazz. Um, and we'll, we will come to, when we return to Homeworld. we will come to find out how bad the situation for pink on Homeworld actually was. And why she was so willing to, like, just give it all up and get away and get her own colony and all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. 
fuck it it's here to talk uh also i um i love the extremely not platonic hand holding that was in this scene i took a screenshot of it where these two are just like very lovingly holding hands it's very cute um except now my computer won't let me send the screenshots that i posted into this fucking fu this file No, won't do it. Fuck me. Um, let's just do this. I'll just take a fucking screenshot of the screenshot that I pasted into fucking this <laughs> <Word> document. <laughs> fucking modern technology. Let's go. <laughs> what you no? What you should do is you you should take a picture of it on your phone, and then yeah, um, yeah. God, this fucking. I, I want to skip back a little bit, though, mm -hmm. because, like, the reveal of Pearl being the one to really, quote-unquote, shatter Pink Diamond. Mm -hmm. Good fucking shit. Truly. Like... Good shit. It, like, it's a great result. Like, they've been setting up that, like, wait a second, there's no way that Rose could have shattered Pink Diamond. Mm -hmm. Like, for most of the season. Also with, like, a lot of subtle implications that Rose was Pink Diamond. So, mm -hmm. but, like, you know, there's all these witness accounts that it happened. How did it all happen? And just, it, it's very tidy, the way that they wrap up this mystery. Yeah. And as I showed August, as you've probably heard at the beginning of the episode, I was showing August a supercut of all the times Pearl covers their, her mouth um during the season so they've been planning this shit since like season three of the show at the very least yeah so good follow through uh, yeah just love 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 well i love the twist but i hate this for pearl i hate it for pearl <laughs> so much these two fucking disasters <laughs> yeah absolute disasters these two yeah. Full fucking full U-Haul lesbians just decided to create a civil war and move in together. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, I have just like I wrote in my notes. All right. Time to talk about everything here. <laughs> so. The. Without the context of this, of because I feel like the next episode adds a lot of it, like needed context to everything that leads up to this. Because mm -hmm. um, if the, the next episode is very important to making this episode not make Rose Quartz an abject fucking monster of a person. Because um, I don't think obviously what she did was fucked up. Um but also, I there's a lot of like this is it's Rose once again being unaware of her position in the world, or so desperate to change her position in the world that she does not think about the consequences. A you know a regular Rose Quartz thing to do. Uh, <laughs> like she does not think about the implications of the thing that's going to happen, and also again. Like, leading into it, like, the idea was, okay, the diamonds are going to leave us alone, and we're just going to start a new life. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? But then after that, after everything else that happened, like, I feel like the 
Rose, like the reason she never tells anybody after this moment is because of just like just a uh, crippling amounts of guilt that she has to feel. <laughs> cool. I got literally all of my friends killed. Yeah. Love that for me. Yeah. And again, oh, she probably should have maybe uh, fixed this shit, Rose. But, you know, guilt's a motherfucker. <laughs> Nate ain't one crystal gem that's healthy in the head. <laughs> yeah. Not a single goddamn one of them. Uh... But God, Jesus, like uh, this going off in the context of like the at the time fandom of Steven Universe was uh, an absolute fucking bombshell. Yeah. As yeah, you can I... imagine, because the next episode because we're watching them in rapid succession, right? Um, this episode comes out May the 7th. The next episode of Steven Universe does not hit the airwaves until July 2nd. Wow. <laughs> this was the finale of this particular Steven bomb. Goddamn. <laughs> just go, just way to build the, the hype, the hype to be built here. God, that uh, is so much. <laughs> truly. God, I just I I love Pearl so much. She deserved so much better. The the fucking last order from Pink Diamond. Like no regards to what kind of consequences that's going to have on on Pearl long term. Mm -hmm. Uh just God. Just real, real, real stink girl vibes. Yep. <laughs> Lars is the stink boy. Rose has finally ascended to ultimate stink girl. And again, I like I love this is like more like this in the next episode are realistically the the end of the story arc of Rose Quartz. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to watch a story, like a character's arc, be told in reverse throughout the course of the show. Of watching somebody who is like revered as a hero, um, who is not around anymore, and all the things that led to her previous, like all of the things that happened previously to lead her to that, to that moment, um. Very, very interesting storytelling uh, from the Steven Universe. And again, I, I do wish that there was more. I kind of wish there was more interiority from Rose. But also, on the other hand, it's not the story of Rose Quartz. It's the story of how Rose Quartz affected the people around her. And mm -hmm. it's the those those people who are left behind who were affected by her and the loss of her and having her in their lives that is more important than what Rose wanted or meant. Or not yeah, necessarily wanted, but intended or meant. 
yeah, sometimes sometimes your intentions don't really matter in the face of what you've done and what you leave behind. Yeah. Once you're gone, it's the people who are left behind that have to deal with the fallout of your existence. <laughs> and this is the story of those people. Mm-hmm. Very good writing. Good fucking show. Good. Good show, actually. Yep. Also, fuck off to all the people on the internet who are like, the fifth season is the weakest season of Steven Universe. I don't know what fucking show they're watching. There's yeah, not, I'd, like, there's problems, but, like, this is uh, this is super not the weakest season. Yeah, it's it's still not my favorite, but it's definitely not the weakest. No. Um... Though I do also feel like it may be the most watchable, though, because, again, I just want to binge through like it's probably it's probably because it is it is moved into more of a serialized storytelling format. Mm -hmm. So there's more of that, like, want to like, all right, what's the next like there's more of that drive to like continue watching the next episode. Yeah, yeah, especially because it's like, you know, I very nearly started watching the next episode after the end of next episode. Right, because you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, God. I, I'm i still, I'm so glad that the, that this bit, like, because I don't think it's important that Rose was, was Pink Diamond. I think the actual important part is all of the context about how she became Rose Quartz. Mm -hmm. And I am so glad that you got to experience that, like, fresh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm still fucked up about it, honestly. Listen, let me tell you, it doesn't really go away. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, my God. I love Pearl so much. She's very good. Great character. Also, frankly... Um, well, well, this is a, a thing I have for the next episode, but like Dee Dee may be like the MVP of Steven Universe when it comes to voice voice actors because mm -hmm. she just changes so fully and she like communicates so much with just her voice every time she like shifts into different eras of Pearl as she be like became Pearl and then all of the other Pearls that she plays Um like, they feel like, because, like, I, I like, um, uh, Amethyst's voice actor, really love her. But when she's the other, when she's all the other Quartzes, they just kind of sound like her, but with, like, a gruffer voice. Mm -hmm. But, like, Blue and Yellow Pearl sound like entirely different people. <laughs> they really do. Um, Let's let's roll into I'm going to go ahead and do the next episode, but we'll just we're going to have to bounce back between these two episodes. I feel yes. like. Yeah. Yes. Um, so episode 147. Now we're only falling apart, uh, which is the uh, episode, the 19th episode of the season. And apparently the first episode of the seventh Stephen bomb, which I believe is the last Stephen bomb. Um, came out July 2nd. Uh, written by Lamar Abrams and Christine Liu. Uh, <laughs> these motherfuckers, at this point, synopsis, Pearl tells a story. 
what the fuck? Uh, following the revelations in the previous episode, um, Pearl and uh, Stephen are explaining the situation to Garnet and Amethyst. Ameth- or Amethyst is like, holy shit. I mean, I guess we should have seen it coming because everything that Rose owns is pink, but holy fuck. Uh, if you had told me she would have invented cotton candy, I would have believed it. Right, Garnet? And we turn to Garnet, and Garnet's having a bad time. Um, Garnet stands up, uh, kind of jittering, and then splits into two, into Ruby and Sapphire, who are having a big fucking argument. Um, Sapphire is like, she fucking lied to us, this fucking bitch. Like, she looked us in the eyes and told us never to question fucking anything, and, like, and she was a fucking diamond uh we hate goddamn diamonds uh and ruby is like hey calm down let's just like we just need to chill out um and sapphire's like our whole relationship was built on a lie ruby why the fuck should i chill out about uh and then she like warps away leaving poor little ruby uh absolutely goddamn devastated uh, Pearl and uh, Steven go on the hunt for Sapphire to talk to her. They find her at Rose's Fountain that is completely snowed over. Um, Steven starts trying to comfort uh, Sapphire. Um, and uh, Sapphire is like, we were just toys in her little fucking war. Uh, how she obviously she was a diamond. She just took a lot longer to torture us than the rest did. Um but Rose, or not Rose, blah, Pearl starts kind of explaining the situation, uh, and we get to see this through flashbacks. Uh, she says, I was given to Pink Diamond a couple thousand years before she was given the Earth. Um, and uh, the we see, we flashback and we see Pink Diamond uh, ruling over the Earth colony with uh, Rose there. Um basically pink is like oh all the the um amethyst soldiers are coming she's very excited about earth and having like people but doesn't quite seem to understand the implications of the thing that she's doing here because she's like i'm very excited for the amp guard amethyst guards to start emerging um they go to the viewing deck and watch them emerge uh but it's just a hologram and pink laments wishing that she could go down there and Pearl's like, oh, we could. You would be so happy just kind of like playing with the amethysts. And Pink is like, yeah, but then I would never hear the end of it from yellow and blue. And Pearl is like, well, maybe they don't find out. Maybe because you shapeshift into a rose quartz. And Pink loves this idea immediately shapeshifting. They head on down to the kindergarten. Um, there they... Uh, Rose interacts with the Amethyst guards. We get to see the group of Amethysts that emerged around uh, Amethyst in her unit. Uh, and everything, like, Pink is having uh, an absolute fucking blast, wants to go off with the Amethyst soldiers, but Pearl stops her going like, well, maybe we shouldn't draw that much attention. Pink's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, kind of seems down, and Pearl's like, well, why don't we go explore the rest of your colony here? Um, they do so. They go start exploring Earth. They they see the the beauty and majesty of Earth, uh, plants and forests and streams and butterflies. And then Rose sees the humans that are on Earth already. Um, and it occurs to her 
like all of the pieces finally fall into place about what Rose is doing there. Because previously she was so excited that she was creating life from nothing because that is what she has been told that she does. That is what the Jim Empire says that they do. Uh, but it becomes very, very apparent to Rose that she is not creating life from nothing, that they are taking life from the earth, stealing it and turning it into gems. Um, from that point forward, she tries to stop the colony process, going to blue and yellow, trying to talk them in various reasons about wanting to stop the uh, stop the colony process. Um, but they won't listen to her. Her station mean does not mean anything to blue and yellow. Uh, so she decides that she has to be somebody different to be able to get them to listen to her, creating the persona of Rose Quartz, the rebel leader, and her vicious renegade pearl. Um, this leads us to the moment that we saw in the question, where Pearl and Rose both see Garnet for the first time. Uh, but we get to see the aftermath of that from Pearl and uh, Rose's uh, perspective. Rose being like, holy shit, did you know that that could happen? I didn't know that could happen. That's fucking unprecedented. Holy God. Pearl, being extremely jazzed up at this point, tries immediately to fuse with Rose. Uh, it fails um, as they try to do their fusion dance. And... Uh, then she starts kind of babbling. She's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, everything's been so weird. I've been imagining things. I've been having these fantasies where, you know, I ran. I wasn't your pearl and I ran away to Earth and I met you here and we ran away together. Um, and she it's all very cute and all very earnest. And Rose is extremely enamored by this. Um, and, and so in that moment, they fuse just momentarily into Rainbow Quartz, um, then unfuse. They're both extremely fucking freaked out that that just goddamn happened. Um, but they don't have time to freak out because we get the end of the question where Rose met Garnet uh, for real, real. And then we get the explanation that, like, from that point forward, Rose stopped to care, like, wasn't, didn't necessarily not care about Earth, but her, her priorities changed. She wanted a place where gems could be themselves, where they could have the lives that they wanted, and Earth was going to be that place where they could. Um, and they were going to protect Earth, because everybody on Earth basically deserved to have the life that they wanted. Um... And Sapphire gets the, uh, finally gets it, that, like, Rose was really following the lead of the people around her, um, and wasn't necessarily, like, they influenced Rose just as much, if not more so, than how Rose influenced them, um, talking about how Pearl swept her off her, like, took her on a whirlwind adventure and swept her off her feet, that Garnet showed her that, like, all kinds of new things were possible, um, it's at this point that um, Sapphire remembers, oh, shit, I left my wife. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we rush back to the house for uh, Sapphire to apologize, where we find a note written to Sapphire, uh, uh, star wipe the end. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. My first note, Garn is hashtag not doing good. <laughs> no. 
Uh-uh. Oh, boy. The reversal I mean, here of, like, how they would react is fucking perfect, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh... Wow. This episode was a lot. These past two episodes <laughs> were a lot. It uh, um, it never stops being a lot for the rest of this season, August. Oh, boy. <laughs> we are slice of life shit. It's done. It's dead. We put it in the ground. <laughs> We're in the end game now. Yeah. Yeah. And fuck is, is it like I know she's hurt and she's upset and sad, uh, but God damn is Sapphire fucking brutal. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, God. Poor Ruby. Sad little Ruby. Yeah. Um. I only, I, I console myself with the fact that I know they get married soon. <laughs> like, it has to happen soon because there's not much left. <laughs> um. But yeah, like the this we literally this next like the next arc before we get into the final arc is about Ruby and Sapphire getting back together. <laughs> oh, good. Like it is a whole arc and it's very cute. Um, good. I do love when they go to find Sapphire. They're like, maybe she's here and there's like a whole unnatural blizzard happening. It's like two episodes back to back of motherfuckers just making extremely obvious statements. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, God. The framing here also of making Stephen and Sapphire functionally act as the audience about Rose Quartz, like, the 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 shots that they are taking, because they obviously, this happened, like, you know, two months turnaround, not enough time to, like, crank out a whole episode, right? Mm -hmm. um, like understanding their audience well enough to like put pretty accurate self insert quote like audience insert questions naturally in the mouths of these two characters fucking mm, like goddamn masterclass of understanding the people you make a show for. Mm hmm. In mm -hmm. answering those questions without exonerating the things that she did, like they gave context yeah. without giving forgiveness. Yeah. And I think that's very it's very easy to like, oh, she didn't know. It's like, no, she didn't know. But that doesn't exonerate like you know, what Pearl says at the end, like she was headstrong and she was selfish, but she meant well. Uh, she had good intentions like she was not. She is not inherently a bad person. She just does not. She had a poor understanding of the consequences that her actions took that her position of privilege would bring about. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't necessarily make her a monster. It just does not make – but it does certainly does not make her a good person. Mm -hmm. But you can love a complicated person. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just – so my notes go from from being sad about Sapphire and Ruby immediately to the the line I was supposed to make her happy I just never could. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, they're fucking. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. August, I need you to hold fuck. on to these emotions. You need to distill them and case them in amber. Put them behind glass with a, with a sign on them that says break when the volleyball episode happens. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> holy fuck, do we get into some Rose Quartz hating moments in future? God, yeah, I... Actually, hold on to these... You're gonna have to hold... The, you're gonna make... Alright, I'm sorry. I'm, I hate to I hate to do this to you, but you're gonna need to go ahead, open that case back up, undistill your emotions so you can water them down slightly so you can get two. So you're gonna have to put uh, one that says break uh, when the volleyball episode happens and then distill another one that says break when Spinel shows up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Because let I me just, tell you, Pearl, our Pearl uh, is not the first person to be assigned to Rose Quartz to make her happy. Oh, boy. <laughs> it just it it's it's just that, like, Rose Quartz ends up only liking Siri, but <laughs> Siri cannot fill the void in her heart mm-hmm. that involves alien fucking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I also noticed the whole I was given to her, mm-hmm. not, you know, assigned, given, pearls yeah. are accessories. Um, yep. And that is, oh, uh, God, fuck. Uh, I hate it. I hate uh, it so much. Also, hey, August, you remember when, when Pearl got so mad that Steven thought uh, that she knew Yellow Pearl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A fucking liar, Pearl. <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm sure they didn't have every like every little detail mapped out, but they knew they've known this for a long goddamn time. They've known this mm-hmm. for like at least since episode one of the show. Mm-hmm. Or not episode one, mm-hmm. but season one of the show. Yeah. Um, God. Just uh, Pearl deserves so much better. What sucks, too, is that they're actually kind of adorable together. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I hate I hate like, the like pearls. Pearls like I'm imagining, you know, I'm imagining that, you know, we're you know, I'm not your iPhone. I'm a real person. <laughs> I'm and, a real boy. you know, <laughs> yeah, I just I hate it. I hate it because it's cute. And like the mm-hmm. whole like handmade slash princess vibe and they're running away together i hate it i hate it so much because i eat that shit up that's true i love they 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 have like steven universe the best deconstruction of anime oh my god oh my god uh fuck because, like, them in the forest and the whole, like, the whole fusion thing. Because, like, it's obvious yeah. that, like, Rose... It, I don't think Rose ever stopped legitimately caring for Pearl. I just think those feelings got complicated and changed over the course of literally thousands of years. Um, it, it, And she didn't communicate these things well in a whole lot of shit. But in the moment, in the past, when these were two, like... the They were two rebellious... Uh, u-haul lesbians together uh yeah like the the like the sheer like 
attraction and adoration that Rose shows to Pearl is very, very obvious. Yeah. And yet, like, <laughs> Pearl still gets the impression that she could never make Rose Quartz happy. Right. And it's obvious that she did. Like, a lot of this is, per- like, a lot of this is that the two of them communicated, like, absolute dog shit. Yeah. Because Pearl never probably cut, like, properly communicated her feelings to, to Rose, and Rose certainly fucking didn't do that back either. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, the, I also, I think, uh, like another thing between, um, can't go back, right? That was the first episode. Yeah. So can't go back. And then this episode, I think it's very, uh, this is what I was talking about. And we'll see it kind of further along of like yellow and blue being like parental figures to pink. Mm -hmm. They really feel like her moms at this point. Yeah, which, for sure. Yeah, which also makes the, like, heartbreak in the, like, the amount of sorrow and loss. Like, this is not to say that blue and yellow are also good people. They're not. They're fucking terrible. Um, but also. They're also out there war criming. Yeah, they're they're war criming. They're ex- they are exuberant about their war crimes. Uh, but the the political implications of all of the everything for Steven Universe and the Jim Empire is is metaphorical like it's like it takes inspiration from things but like it uses the Jim Empire eventually we you know we will see the like full impetus of this is less of like a, a reflection of like a real world political structure and more of like a like broken and dysfunctional families and what generational, like, what those generational expectations and societal expectations, the sort of, like, poisonous effects that those can have on people in their relationships. That's always how I've ever always felt about the Jim Empire. That not, it's not supposed to be, like, an extremely, like, it's not supposed to be, like, a satire or a reflection of, like, a real political thing. This is not the Empire from Star Wars. It yeah. is a big metaphor. <laughs> um... Does it, does that mean it's handled great? Eh, no, but also, I, Steven Universe is a show that's going to end with every like with people talking because it's a show about talking. He's talked every bad guy down at the end of like when he doesn't talk the bad guy down, it is seen as like a big loss. <laughs> um, but the like showing here, it also like makes the like. Like it, it helps like paint the characterizations of blue and paint or blue and yellow like a lot more that these two are dealing, which is like real like a shit that will really fuck you up <laughs> losing your kid, especially after like you know all of the regrets and everything that would come with that, and then also like it also hurts a lot to see like. Our three, like, our three original mains, like, of Rose, Pearl, and Garnet, like, back when they were, like, kids and didn't understand the implications of the things that are going to happen to them and the loss that they are all about to be affected by. <sighs> no therapists in the gym empire. <laughs> nope. None. Mm-hmm. Um... 
Oh, something I didn't mention in the last episode because we just kind of rolled into this one. Uh, the ending of a single pale rose may be the best ending of every any television single television episode ever. <laughs> of just the pullout of, of Amethyst and, and Garnet just standing there after this yeah. huge revelation, the heaviest episode ever, and just ending with just like this fucking really simple, extremely effective joke, just fucking perfect. Very, very good. Um, I also like the vibe between Pearl and Sapphire. They've got like mom friend vibes. They really do. Oh, fuck. There was something else I wanted to say, but I didn't put it in my notes like a dumbass. So I love the sapphire. Yes. God bless Ruby. I love her so much. You're, you're going to be real happy with next week. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm excited. This is exciting for me. Yeah, I cannot remember the other thing I wanted to say, so um, that is the end of my notes. I'm mm -hmm. still fucked up about, you know, wanting to make her happy, but never could. Mm -hmm. Like, Don't worry, uh, just, you can let that go, because you're going to get more fucked up by the movie over this. Significantly more <sighs> fucked up by the movie over this. Fuck. <laughs> Hmm. Oh my god. Pearl <laughs> deserves the world. She truly does. She is a disaster, and I love her so much. She's so good. Well, Steven Universe, great character. Like, top to bottom, not a single bad character in the show, except for Ronaldo. Yeah. And he's not, they understand that he's bad most of the time, so that's good. Yeah, I think it. it's just the, the thing that makes Ronaldo so bad is is the the way that Steven Universe lacked the foresight to understand the exact type of person that they were depicting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's real, this is kind of hard to do. <laughs> Unless you're like terminally online people like us. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's fine. It's just Ronaldo sucks. It's true. But, I mean, that's a pretty good hit rate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, lovable characters literally are not lovable, but at least, like, complex interesting. and interesting, compelling characters, literally every character except for Ronaldo. And it's probably because yeah. Ronaldo just has the least backstory of any character. I guess uh. except for, like, Petey. <laughs> Yeah, PD's backstory is he's an 80-year-old man. Yeah. Um, but no, I I feel like Ronaldo gets a fair shake. It's just again, it they did not understand exactly who that type of person would end up being in the ensuing years and really not even like who they'd end up being but who they actually were because like you know you log on to 4chan for two seconds you understand exactly what mm -hmm. an incel really is so yeah 
God. Yeah, I don't know how I managed to go the entire time between this episode airing and now uh, without knowing that twist. (laughs) But, I mean, I'm glad. Like, I know there are a lot of people who, you know, say that spoilers aren't important because it's, you know, it's if the narrative isn't able to affect you, even if you know what's coming, then it's a bad narrative. But sometimes it's just fun to go in without knowing what to expect and seeing where things take you. And I'm one of those people who does not enjoy spoilers for that reason Mm -hmm. for the most part. So man, boy, howdy. Uh, Sorry, I was reading over the reading over the, uh, so apparently, uh, if you kind of like rejigger, like from the, the globe diagram that Pearl has, um, the prime kindergarten is in the Great Lakes region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that. Uh. Do, 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 do. Are, are we, uh, have we accomplished everything that we hoped to accomplish with these episodes? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Uh, so I was reading over some trivia from the wikis to see if there's anything interesting in there. Anything fun? Um, oh, apparently, if you, uh, in um, can't go back... I might go back and re-listen to this when we see like Shadow Pearl show up with Rose's sword. Um uh like a melody line from Do It For Her can be heard. Oh boy. Oh apparently also that is Ronaldo's last speaking appearance in the entire fucking show. Oh, thank God. <laughs> He's done. We've been the curse has been lifted from the boy is gone. Thank fuck. Uh, shall we, shall we question time? Yeah, we got real, we were real late with posting this one. I can't believe I forgot the most important one. (laughs) We're the best. All right, so Sean, in the server, if you want to come talk about shit, you can join our Discord. The link is in the description below. Um, I was real late with posting the questions uh, because we're not recording at our usual time. Um, it's been a shit show, let me tell you. Um, but Sean says, for co- can't go back. It feels like the gym equivalent of constantly checking, uh, this feels like the gym equivalent of che- constantly checking your ex's social media. Also, her song is still one of Sean's favorite, favorites. Um, Sean also says that Blue Diamond must be dealing with a lot of guilt over being as dismissive to the danger pink, uh, the danger to pink, even if it was a lie. Uh, I don't know if they're exes. I don't know. This is you. <laughs> the pining is mutual. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, they're technically exes now, I guess. Yeah, they're they're currently exes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely. I can see that it definitely feels like, you know, obsessively refreshing Instagram to see what your ex is up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, her song is very good. It is 
Yes. Soon. Soon. So when we get to the last episode, we'll we'll rank all the songs in the main series because it's kind of hard to rank all of the song. The movie is a musical like <laughs> it ah. is a like an hour and a half long musical. Um, so there's a lot of songs in it. Um, so let's not we'll leave that out of the rankings. And honestly, not that many songs in future. So we'll uh, we'll we'll get the Steven Universe songs with I'll say Steven Universe songs with lyrics. Uh, I'll get a full list and we'll rank them uh, in the finale episode. Because we still have a couple of coming up, Um, but Lapis is is a very good one. The way it never kind of loses the charm, but takes on like uh, like more menacing aspects when Lapis's anxieties are building. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Sean also says that Lapis goes straight for explosive decompression and hard space shipbreaker. Lapis and me. Um. <laughs> Decompressings for nerds. Jesus Christ. You just cut the front off the ship off and it just poof. And then you can just deal with it from there. Uh, Sean says about single pale rose. <laughs> I heard you like pearls, so I put a pearl in your pearls pearl. Uh, do you think Rose understood what she was doing to Pearl when she gave that order? And how much money do you think Pearl has stashed away in her gym? Uh, I don't I do not think that Rose fully understood the implications of what she was doing to, to Pearl. Yeah, I think it'd be hard she for was... her to understand the full. I don't yeah, obviously she didn't understand what was about to happen because of this to begin with. Um, but I think even barring that, like this still would have probably caused problems for Pearl in perpetuity. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it was kind of like her last act to Pearl mm-hmm. treating Pearl as her iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that, I don't know. I Rose has been portrayed as a somewhat selfish individual. Mm-hmm. I don't think, especially at this particular stage in her life, she necessarily understood that actions have consequences for other people. Uh, so I definitely don't think that she really got what she was doing. No. Or was more wrapped up in the moment of the thing to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think from there, it's just like a cascade of like, we're already so deep in the lie. So much has happened. There's so much guilt around it and all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about. If we were talking about cash money bills. How, okay, I think the actual question is, how much money do we think Amethyst has stolen from human banks? Hmm. How much on average is, how much do you steal on average from a bank robbery? How much on average do you get from a bank robbery? Oh, weird. I wonder why the cops are here. 
Um, <laughs> the salaries. This is, huh? Wow. So the salary of robbers in the U.S. range from thirty-three to seventy-six thousand dollars, with the median with a median salary of fifty-eight thousand dollars. The middle fifty percent of robbers make between fifty-eight and sixty-three thousand dollars, with the top eighty-three percent uh, making uh, seventy-six. Wow. I. I'm not sure I trust that, but okay. Apparently the average amount of, uh, the average dollar amount stolen, um, from a bank robbery in 2019 was $1,700, not $1,100. Um. Yeah, but we don't know how long that money's been there, so it could have been... I'm just trying to figure out how, like, obviously Amethyst has probably robbed multiple banks. And she doesn't care about money. She doesn't understand how money works. She just thinks it's fun. Uh, Yeah. um, So she leaves it laying around the temple. Pearl picks it up, puts inside her pearl. That's how this happens. I'm thinking $25,000 in cash money. Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. (laughs) I hope that answered your question, Sean. (laughs) Uh, you should have known better than to ask this question if you didn't want this answer um and finally now we're only falling apart from sean rose is so excited to actually be treated like an equal by someone for once in her life i wonder if that's part of what she likes about being with greg um now that you know the full story uh does it change your opinion of rose um i mean I feel like I'm still the the world's number two Rose hater. I feel like Riley Hopkins uh, still has the number one uh, Rose hater uh, badge. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I definitely do not feel more kindly towards Rose because I love Pearl very, very much. And these episodes just made me feel like rose deserves better so you know i'm assuming you mean pearl uh, deserves better you said rose deserves better oh (laughs) god it's been a long it's true it's fair no pearl deserves better Mm -hmm. um it it, they do do a great job of like expanding and complicating and making rose rose is an extremely compelling person like a really compelling character does not make her a good character like a good person. She's a good character. She's not like a, you know what I mean though? Like she's not a good person. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's like necessarily like, I don't even think she's necessarily like an abjectly bad person. I think she's just a complicated person and is a bad relationship. Like the relationship with her in Pearl is actually very indicative of like how, how one of these sorts of like runaway princess stories actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the key thing with with Rose is that she is in fact the runaway princess and the run like running away with your knight or your your handmaiden like this is how that would actually turn out and also mm-hmm. is reflective of like young queer relationships and how they just there many queer people do not have great examples of 
of healthy relationships because we come from like you know lots of us have come from shit houses um yeah and you know we don't have very much in the way of media to model our relationships after and you know as queer people growing up you know we don't necessarily get a lot of chances to practice being in a relationship as our authentic selves right you don't so. you don't do the teen dating thing as often yeah or if you do it's it's a farce yeah it's more performative august knife august and i bumping fists in the divorced club here um yeah <laughs> um oh boy <laughs> which i think is i think the the, the story of rose in, in in pearl is like a cartoon for like for like 17 to 21 year olds not for kids <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's obviously written by like that's the 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 great thing I think about the story is that it's obviously written by people queer people with lived queer experiences and you can see those fingerprints all over it. Mm-hmm. And also probably why no none of the straight white men at the board of fucking Warner Media could figure out what the fuck was going on with this show. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to get it past the censors if the censors have no idea what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nico also had some questions um, for can't go back. Uh, Nico says that Lapis is a whole mood and her song is amazing. Lapis is a mood. She's the most mood character. Her and Peridot are the moodiest of the moods. Yeah, that's that is an accurate statement. Um, and they say about uh, single pale rose, the pearls inside of Pearl's Pearl all seem to be sentient and separate from Pearl somehow. The last Pearl it reveals revealed in the memory has somehow took the phone to without surface Pearl knowing. Do all gems have separate past versions of themselves kind of saved inside of their gems? Uh, the Pearl crying on the beach inside Pearl's Pearl didn't seem to know who Stephen was exactly or that what the cell phone um was lost but the pearl from further in the past was capable of hiding the cell phone any theories as to why uh, she could do that or how it works i i mean so the the gems have always struck me as being some kind of like weird biomechanical creatures like they're they're kind of like weird robots i feel like Weird, weird constructs. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't think every gem, the the inside of every gems is like pearls. Uh, I think our pearl, she's a special girl. <laughs> yeah, I concur. Um, I mean, you know, the the show kind of like hand waves it uh, because Pearl herself is just like, I'm very good at compartmentalization. Mm -hmm. um, and... I've so I didn't write this down, but as I'm thinking about this question, it does seem a little weird, you know, flirting the show flirting vaguely with the, the concept of, you know, DID and things like that, uh, especially because, you know, Nico's right. It does seem like they're they're mostly, you know, sentient and self-aware uh, and separate from each other. But 
again, I think, you know, some of it could be explained by the compartmentalization, like, you know, the, the 80s wrote, uh, the 80s Pearl not necessarily recognizing who Steven is because that compartment was closed off, uh, before Steven was actually born. Yeah. Cause it, I think um, it's very, it's very telling that outside of surface Pearl, all of these different things are extremely traumatic events in Pearl's life. Like she has walled these versions of herself off. Also, uh, August doesn't know this, but, uh, um, we will see in like in the movie and future, you can reset a gym, like reset them to day one. So we can factory reset Pearl. Yeah. You can factory reset any gym. Oh boy. That doesn't have like extremely upsetting. Uh, it's real upsetting. Consequences. <laughs> Don't it's worry. Very the show upsetting. understands that it's very upsetting. <laughs> oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um. So, because I think I think it also might be part of that is that. I don't think the gems are inherently designed to like go through as much as the crystal gems have. <laughs> like their lives are supposed I mean, to be pretty straightforward. Is it, uh, I mean, you know, humans aren't designed to go through the kind of things the crystal gems have, which, you know, have very distinct parallels to the kind of things that people go, can go through, um, you know, with wartime and trauma and things like that. Um, but I don't know, like, even, even with like gym lives being, you know, so regimented in the ways that we seem to see them so far, like that's still, there's still a lot of room for, uh, for, for some forms of trauma there like i really think is mostly like i think the memories are more like kind of like i hate to invoke it but like a combination of like a pensive and a hollow deck like i don't think that these these past versions of the of pearl are necessarily like sentient sentient like i think that they are functioning off of like more or less like remembered programming from like their little bubble in time i think like as soon as whatever events happen like these like we would see the edge of the reset if these went on continue like continued any further you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i and, yeah, they're and not- i think the like the the most past pearl stealing the cell phone because it seems as though all the other pearls know to continue to send Pearl deeper, except for Surface Pearl, which it like implies that like these this is the subconscious desire of Pearl to tell Stephen, and this is the only way that her subconscious could figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not necessarily fully autonomous entities of their own. Mm-hmm. They're going through their loop, and Stephen can interrupt and interact with that loop, but the loop is still there nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, how did Pearl know? Here's the actual question I feel like. How did Pearl know that she could put a person inside her fucking head? 
Yeah. <laughs> How many dead people yeah. are inside of Pearl's Pearl? I don't know. Are they are they qualified under uh, human paraphernalia <laughs> or personal items? Yeah. I mean, we did see it would have been hilarious to go to human paraphernalia. And there's like a whole skeleton there or some shit. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what you come that to us for the, the asking humanist. the real questions. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Oh, all right. That is the end of the questions. Again, sorry, listeners. If you have more questions you want to talk to about us about thing, by all I know we've harped on it, but our Discord is real fun. I got the questions up real late, so by all means, if you have more that you want us to talk about next episode, put them in the Discord. Hit us up on Twitter at GaySpacePod. We don't use it often, but if we get notifications, I will reply to the notifications. You can DM us or, or at us. Um, we will get back to you. Um, okay. So I guess two big things. So next week, or not, actually, yeah, next week, actually, for me in August, because uh, we're very late. I'm about to edit this episode to put it out. Um, uh, we are about to... We're, we're getting into the, 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 the end game here. So next time we are going to be covering What's Your Problem, The Question, and Maid of Honor. After that, we will be watching Reunited and Legs from Here to Homeworld, just those two, because Reunited's a double-length episode. And then after that, we're going to do all four of the, like, basically the final arc of Steven Universe, Familiar, Together Alone, Escapism, and Change Your Mind. Uh, so that is the schedule for how things are going forward. Also, we have two big things for the post this season. Our post Steven uh, Universe main series kind of interstitial watch is we're going to watch all of uh, Dead End Paranormal Park, the cartoon that's available on Netflix. The reason we're watching all of that is is because we're going to have a very special guest for Steven Universe, the movie. Uh, we're going to have creator of Dead India and Dead End Paranormal Park, Hamish Steele, is going to be joining us for that episode. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. So, uh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah for that. We're also planning to have a bunch of guests for future. Um... It should be a fun time. I'm just going to have Guestapalooza for future, just full victory lap season, frankly. Um, not to say that future doesn't have content of its own, but like uh, we've been doing this for two years. It really feels like that's our last. It's the last Steven Universe we'll be doing. Might as well have as many friends on as possible. Um, anything uh, going on in FTL world, August? Um, we are swiftly barreling towards the end of season six, uh, the first arc of season six, uh, uh, the first arc of first episode of the last arc of season six went out on Monday. Uh, it's a three parter. So, and then season six will be done. Uh, we'll be taking a brief break, then doing some bonus stuff. And then, uh, we're doing some stuff I'm really excited for. Uh, you'll have to catch the uh, super announcement on the main feed. 
but uh yeah we're 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 doing some shit it's gonna be good um yeah sorry i missed that recording i turbo fucked my schedule oh dude it's it's fine i ended up canceling it anyway because i was not in a place to do it so well maybe we can come back around and i might be able to pick back up on the the re the the re redo if there's a redo yeah so we'll see how it goes but but yeah so uh it's a great time to hop in because season six was a hoot from start to finish um and uh you'll have uh, a chance to get caught up um yeah so uh what is going on in uh brian land um roomware pod is going good i feel like feel like both sides of the game are gelling pretty hard so that's fun um gonna start start maybe crossing those two things over um reception to this new season has been pretty fucking good i'll uh maybe talk about some future things with you when we're not recording (laughs) hell yeah um and then DKPA is trucking. We're fucking triggity trucking. The Elemist has shown up. Uh, if you're into the Animorphs, then you know what the fuck that is. <laughs> um, if you ever wanted to hear me read God to Filth, now is the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Good shit. And that's about it um i believe yeah last time it was me so i believe it's your turn this time august yes um it is indeed my turn um in which case dear listener i ask that you be like cookie cat and use your iphone to fake your own death (laughs) peace Peace.